0: Welcome to The Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nellis. We hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Let's talk about squats, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about going low. Let's talk about making love. the bar.
0: That was haunting.
1: Uh, a bit. For all the listeners that I completely have traumatized, those those weren't even the words that I that I wrote. <laughs> on, Mike, I was literally just trying to see if I could read your mind, Mike, and I probably just butchered the whole like <laughs> intro that the way you wanted.
0: It was as I wrote. I I was literally thinking about this all morning while I was training clients. I was because the song came on at my gym. Let's talk about sex, baby, by Salt and Pepper. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I wonder what we're going to talk about today during the the podcast. And I was like, let's talk about squats, baby. Let's talk about glutes and feet. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that
1: we see. God damn it. It works. I mean, it was
2: close. It was was close, right?
1: Let's go back. Let's go back. (laughs) Mike, hit it with a deeper tone. No. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be shy. Don't hold back. Do it now. Save me. <laughs> I want to. Uh, so what's,
2: what's up, man? How was, your, how was you guys this weekend? Any fireworks? Uh, all, your, all your fingers are still attached?
1: My fingers are good. They're all there. I didn't light one single firework. My neighbors and everyone in the neighborhood in this area were like, it looked like there was a war going on outside. Like it was just like, <laughs> nonstop.
2: Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad this year. Last year it was it was pretty bad. Like it went on into the like, well into the night. Here it was just at a, around eight or nine o'clock, about nine o'clock or so, and then it just died down pretty quickly after that. So
1: you know, it's crazy. It's just getting dark so late now that, like, people that were doing fireworks before nine o'clock, you could not see them. They were like barely visible. So it's it's goes to show the summer here is pretty crazy
0: i um i didn't do anything festive i i worked out uh with my girlfriend jen and my friend cody i snuck them into the gym
1: tom's not listening to this episode he doesn't listen to a single podcast we've ever made so we can say whatever
0: yeah i totally snuck him in the back door but there was nobody in there anyways because it was a holiday and i uh,
1: used to work there i used to sneak so many of my friends and work out after hours
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was really funny though cuz we uh we deadlifted and he has been deadlifting and I was like what kind of numbers are you putting up and he's like oh you know 185 225 I'm like you're you're stronger than that so I started watching him and I like made a couple corrections and he like after the first good set um where like all the corrections came into place he was like wow I feel so much stronger like that and I was like yeah you were, you were you were like working against yourself the bar was starting to drift over his toes and he wasn't like getting his hips involved as much. So he was making it a lot harder on himself. Um, and I, I wound up getting him to do uh, 275 for two. So it was, it was nice. exciting. Uh, but yeah, then after that, we just went and uh, got some sushi from, uh, from Ginza. And then we went all the way in the Ginza opposite open? direction. It is is. They're actually, the dining room is open. It, the floor plans kind of changed a bit because the tables are much more spread out. But um, they're taking temperatures at the door, and we weren't within like thirty feet of anybody. so um, but yeah, that was that was nice. And then uh went home and watched some TV and tried to go to bed early, but the uh, fireworks had a different plan for me. so
2: Yeah, no, it was um it, it was fine. So we had an event in our community pool from twelve to three. So we got there at like around uh, close to nine. And I think we left just after 12 just to avoid the crowd because it, it got a little bit of, it can get a little crazy over there, even though they have it at like 50% capacity and they were like managing people at the door, like saying, no, you can't come in. It was like, you know, as soon as one person comes out, then you can kind of come in. But um, still, it was a bit much for us. So we just uh, did that uh, train beforehand and just uh, had some um, eight over here and Was it then or was it the night before? One of those today. So we ended up watching the the Hamilton, the Broadway show on Disney+. Plus. It was pretty good.
1: I I just cooked, honestly, at home with my friends. And my cousin came over. We had a barbecue. That was literally it. We played Mortal Kombat. Had a couple beers. And then we had one Old Fashioned each just to finish off my really nice quality bourbon that i bought that i've been experimenting just because i want you know when i was growing up i used to drink whatever just to kind of fit in and feel cool in the moment right now like whatever they had at the parties that's what you drink and you never like ask like oh what kind is this so as a kid it goes to show you go through like a phase of just trying to get drunk you're just trying to figure it out and like you know at the age now i'm not old but i'm definitely not 21 anymore so I, my intention when I drink is definitely not to like wake up the next day, like regretting my life. So what I've been doing is I've been looking up some recipes for certain cocktails that are, you know, you know, have a little bit of work you got to put into to make. And it's just, there's what I like about it is it creates barriers for me not to drink much because you don't want to, to make the drink. It's not just serving the drink and adding a soda or a juice. You got to add like the ingredients, crush this up, you know, mix this, peel this fruit. So I made an old fashioned, which for the people that don't know, it's, you know, basically a little bit of bitter, a little bit of sugar, you know, a couple splashes of water, the bourbon, slice an orange peel and cherry. And it's a cocktail. It's like super simple to the, you know, it's right. It is. We bought a very fine quality and it was great. It was enjoyable. We had one drink of that. And that's it. No one is. In my house is getting trashed. None of that craziness. All my friends were all about the same age now, so it's a good time. And that's what I've noticed now that I think I'm getting old, because <laughs> I'm like doing things now that before it was just like, yo, let's just keep going till like we were done by like what, I think eleven. We all oh, went. They, they all went home, and I basically went to bed on Saturday at like eleven thirty, and I woke up the next day feeling great. I ate a lot of good food and yeah man it's been pretty chill
2: when you guys eat do you eat in sections or do you like mix things together
1: It depends
0: oh okay did we just say that the exact moment exact same time um yeah it depends on the food if it's something easily mixed uh such as anything with black beans and rice i'm probably going to mix it up and just shovel it in um if it's steak and potatoes and asparagus i'll i'll eat the steak i'll eat the actually no, i'll eat the asparagus first because i hate cold asparagus and then i'll work my way around steak and taters
1: um so it, it just depends yeah, I'm a second yeah for sure so i got on a little bit of a rant today you did by the time this episode's air it will be gone but if you follow me on facebook you can see it on facebook it's, it'll be there permanently Jonathan Alvers, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm public Not so you point. can see it um, no so like I was I, I was just I sometimes share stuff that I think is either funny to me interesting to me or kind of relevant it's very random if I will share something that has zero relevancy to something that can that, that I talk about you know I feel a lot of funny memes I know Gabe you post a lot of just like over just just general memes that are just funny so you've dedicated your like st- every I bet people go to your page strictly for that. You know, it's like that's Probably. your thing. Yep. So me, I I just shared one that had to do with COVID today and it had to do with fitness or like just workout and wellness. So the meme is the one that they've made uh in the past where it's the two lines of it's a it's a line full of people and originally, those memes were used to make fun of things or whatever, and then they would put the other side that had zero people in the waiting line. So, for to paint the picture, this one said, "Vaccinations, gloves, masks. Uh, what masks," and it was a it was a line of people lined up to the door. And then the one right next to it, the window said, "You know, building your immune system with exercise, diet, stress management, and something else." probably exercise. And that was the meme. So I shared it and they had no caption, no nothing. It was just a picture. So I shared it. And then I had a couple like messages. None of them were disrespectful by any means. I don't want to like, it like people were like attacking me or anything. So, and when I post shit like that, I know there's a 50, 50 chance that that will happen, which, Hey, you want to come on my page, talk some shit, debate me, express your opinion. I'm not going to get offended go for it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm game to talk about it. That's why I have a social media. I'm not going to be like, Oh my God, don't attack me, please. Um, so I encourage this and I actually get excited when this happens because it allows me to maybe be proven wrong or someone to tell me like they, they, they share something that I'm like, Oh wow. Like that was like a really good point. And this was, you know, a lot in, in this case is these people were in medical. They had, they're very passionate, you know, they're on, the, they're in the field. They're seeing people work. Um, but the context was it was a little bit out of context. It, they literally pulled some stuff that I wasn't a hundred percent like. That's not what it's saying. So basically, the debate was: so you're saying that all we need to do is be holistic with exercise, nutrition, whatever, and that's going to be that's going to be the answer during this pandemic. I think that's the general point of what he said, and the one that stood out to me, anyways. And I was like, no, like that's not what I'm saying. That's not what that is saying. And it's this whole thing around because the debate right now is states that have mandatory masks right now, states that don't people that are doing it, people are not doing it. And there's a lot of like, still a lot of fear now that the numbers are quote unquote rising again with the tests being more widespread, whatever. There's a lot of, a lot of still fear mongering around that. And I get it. People have died from this. I'm not saying it's fake, but, what I like to always express to clients uh, what we've talked about on the show from bits and pieces is that one, we're not doctors. We're not, we're not studying this virus day in and day out, but if you have to simply, you know, put into perspective, who do you think will have a better chance of surviving this? A healthy person that has a very strong immune system has a lot of these big rocks in check in their life or the person that has all these chronic illnesses, you know, is a couple you know a good amount overweight you know suffering from diabetes whatever who do you think is going to do a better chance with a standard cold you know it's the person that's healthier and stronger and i don't think that anybody can truly debate this so my thing was context matters i am not making fun of anybody that wants to wear gloves mask and get a vaccination that's your body do what you want i'm never going to tell you what you should do and i don't think other people should be doing that and i always said that like But mom always gonna bet towards focusing on the stuff that you can control. Take precautions, of course. Don't be a douche and go to a a freaking nursing home and don't wear anything and start coughing up a storm or being sick or whatever around people that are vulnerable. That's being an asshole. But focusing on making sure you're buying nutrient dense foods, you're focusing on your sleep, focusing on your stress. Exercising a couple times a week doesn't have to be crazy. Focusing on stuff that's gonna overall gonna make you better equipped to handle this adversary is gonna be super, super important. And that was my uh rant today that I kind of just went off once I just to clear up some context. A lot of people agreed, some people were like, "Eh, like this, but like a lot of people were all for it, you know. And nobody can really argue that shit. You know what? Maybe I should take care of myself, maybe it will you know, give my chances. And another thing, just before I forget, the, the, uh, the point that I reasoned or we even brought that up was because they brought up a fact, a statistic of someone that was 41, that was apparently no medical uh, history, and they passed away. And I think that's super unfortunate. But I what I also asked was, healthy in what regard? Healthy, because they've never had anything recorded prior. Because we know that healthy can look very, doesn't always seem, you know, is what it seems. I could be looking healthy because I'm relatively lean. I have some muscle mass, but maybe I'm smoking. Maybe I'm doing a bunch of stuff when people don't know. Maybe I'm doing drugs. Maybe I'm drinking every day a lot and I'm doing a lot of stuff that I'm not setting myself up. So it's just like those things. It's like healthy in what context? I think that is really important to amplify. Uh, Go ahead, Gabe. Sorry.
2: Now, I was going to say that when you were talking about healthy, how people look, what about when you were on stage? If someone were to, if, if you would ask, uh, you know, a hundred people, Hey, does this part the, you show them pic- that picture. Do I look healthy here? Everyone most of the people would probably be like, yes, you look super healthy there. But that's really not the case because it was the extreme version. Right. So
1: this even goes for the people that are super shredded. Just like you're saying, just because you're shredded and have abs does not mean you are in a healthy state. It's just not. So health, I'm saying in just regard, I'm not saying you have to be training five days a week to be considered healthy, but there's a lot of things that you have to take in consideration because we could be quote unquote healthy, but if we're life is kicking our ass and we're stressed out of our minds or we barely have slept in the last week, all these things are putting us in a more vulnerable position because our immune system can change from day to day, depending on variables, if we're getting technical. So healthy in what regard so that's why I kind of brought up that point is that you have to be doing what you can control
2: yeah so I appreciate that uh that you kind of like went went in depth like when you shared that I kind of like knew right away what you were talking about um or the point that you were trying to get across uh then when I saw that you put like you know wanted to clarify I was just like what are you trying to clarify uh, you know I was kind of confused because I was like what there's nothing that needs to be clarified I looked even like the the two the, the couple slides prior just to make sure there wasn't anything crazy but then when I saw that I, knew, I, I I can understand how someone I guess can um make it seem like it's a choice one or the other and it's not one or the other it's it's like it, it, you know what what what, what I was scratch I, I scratched my head whenever I go to the store like when this first started I see people like, you know, everybody was at the supermarkets just loading up their carts, right? So uh, if I see someone with a mask and gloves on and doing all that kind of doing all that kind of stuff, but their cart is full with like, you know, Cheetos and soda and, you know, shit like that. I'm like, that doesn't make that much sense because so you're saying you you prioritize your health by putting on a mask and a glove to make sure you don't get sick, but your cart says otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the thing that I scratch my head. And I guess to those people is what you're trying to say. Hey, great that, you wear, that you're trying to protect yourself and those around you by wearing gloves and a mask. Awesome that you're doing that. But let's take that a step further by uh, implementing some other kind of strategies that you can do to um, better protect yourself in the long run. And I think the issue that, well, not the issue. I think maybe what's, what's hard about that is because doing all those kind of things and the, the, the reason why there's nobody at that window is because that's, that's hard and it's long. If I squat one time right now and I take a bite out of a piece of broccoli, it's not like, oh, good, my immune system's fine. No, it doesn't work that way. It's, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's, it's a process. It takes a while, yep. exactly. So I think that's probably why maybe people won't, um, aren't so uh, apt to get on that window is because it takes a while and it's much easier to just strap something on their face and put something on their hands and then they're good to go. But um, I don't know. I was just, uh, I I was, yeah. I felt a certain kind of way as you can tell from from that. But um, hopefully we have uh, explained and people would uh, understand the point that you're trying to come across and know where you were coming from.
1: I just woke up, I think, today in, a, in an overall mood just to debate shit. Not really like, a, like you know, I don't ever like get nasty with people. I really don't. Like I've never, like I said, I encourage stuff. But it's like one of those days where I'm like, you know what? I'm game. Let's talk about it. And I clarify it. I mean, I'm not a medical professional. I work with exercise and movement. And some nutrition. That's my thing. But what we see in the constant you know, articles, the constant correlations, you know, just the evidence, it's the, the few evidence that we have, because we don't have like that much overall in this is your best bet in all cases is to be focusing on your health and you will do a lot better in overall life. And that's the biggest takeaway.
2: And even the clients that you see in the difference from when you first started, they start first started working with you. like much later on to like you know two three months down the road um the drastic impact that it has had of these changes that you have implemented into your life and how they're quote unquote healthier now so mike does that uh what do you what do you think did did you get what we're talking about yeah
0: yeah Yeah. no no i i'm i'm actually interested after this is finished i'm gonna go and uh look at that to to see because i haven't even been on like socials today um Except for maybe like first thing in the morning, but the interweb. Um, yeah, no, I can. Um, it is interesting to me. Um, the different levels of seriousness that people have been taking with this. Uh, some people don't give a shit. Some people give way too much of a shit. And it's just interesting. And uh, I've been saying it from the start. I'm really excited to get through this. First of all, because I want it to be done and over with. But secondly, I want to f- see what sort of um, Rules and regulations and strategies we implement in the future for if and when this ever does come up again, because you know if if, if one thing is for sure, we will at least have hopefully have a better plan um, the next time. So that's what I'm patiently awaiting for. But
1: Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I think the best thing is, like we said, be aware, don't be ignorant about it you know, have a happy medium of a balance. And the biggest thing is always stay very uh, vigilant and very objective with stuff. Don't let, you know, just the the Fox news dictate what actions you're going to take today, you know, and don't listen to us simply either because we're just fitness people. But like we said, like the, what we know is simple, stay, get healthy, get in a better place, regardless if that's, It's not talking about being X amount of percent of body fat, X amount of muscle, having developed glutes. It doesn't, we're not saying that. We're saying just prioritize these things that you can do regardless if you work out X amount of times. You can focus on better rest, managing your stress. You decide what you put in your mouth every single day, how much you're going to move. All these things is what people don't want to do. And they just want to know that, oh, wearing a mask has got me covered. No, not necessarily. It's a prevention. It's one factor out of this big pool of stuff. And that's where people get sometimes triggered, I feel, is they feel that they have to be on one end or another. No, holistic, Western, there's a comment. If using them both properly, we're going to have a lot more success than just one. So
2: you're essentially setting yourself up for better better chances of one not contracting anything and two even if you do because it it, like you could be the healthiest person of checking all these boxes and you could still get sick right but you'll be putting you're, you're putting yourself in a better position to succeed to get through this uh a faster b you know not doesn't hit you as hard as someone else who has some you know underlying health issues so just like if you would just use common sense right wouldn't it wouldn't that make you think you know logically okay, yeah, if I do these things, if I'm a little bit healthier, I should be um, able to get through this a little bit better.
1: And obviously, um, like everyone is a little bit different when, the regards, when they look at these things. Their perception of what healthy is could be distorted. So it's just motivating. It's like, ah, I don't want to be vain. Nothing to do with anything. That's why we're here to kind of clarify these things. It's nothing to do with the way you physically look necessarily. It's not about being the cover model. It's just about covering these things that are going to probably set you up in a little bit better standards with life in general. And yeah, I mean, not to go too much off more on this tangent. I know that, like I said, it just kind of was interesting to say what, you know, I shared it. I saw it. I was like, Oh, let me share it. And it kind of triggered a little bit of my, you know, people's. And um, like I said, no one was nasty about it or immature about it. It was just interesting. The perception that it got that picture that had no words how easily someone can kind of perceive it in their own light. And I just wanted to kind of add my two cents uh, with my super massive following of, I don't know, people, I don't even have that many people. Um, but yeah, let's talk about squats, baby. Let's talk about glutes and feet. <laughs> <laughs> he got it this time. That was it. Uh, so
2: speaking, deal. I, I wanted to start off with, um, so I think I mentioned here before about me having an issue with uh, like, you know, my hip. And I just started to um, implement a new, um, something new to it. Not something new entirely, but just being very consistent with it. And that's where, um, so I had an issue with my right hip, right? So what I ended up doing, what I've been doing for the past, I want to say at least two to three weeks, is I get a band and I tie it around my um, right knee, and it's pulling to my right, right. So then what I start doing is I have like a good amount of resistance there. And then I start doing um, lunges with very, very slow and controlled, slow tempo to make sure that there's um, little to no movement on my feet or my knee and um, do a couple of reps there. And then in a uh, squat position, same thing. And, uh, when was it yesterday, Sunday, uh, I went to squat for the first time on two feet and it just felt great. It felt like it did before, because before when I had this issue, I honestly, like, swear to God, it felt as if like I was squatting in like, you know, quicksand or something like somebody was just holding me back or I was just like, it was just much, much, much harder than what it should be. And it was just a, a pain in the ass because if I were to do like, you know, uh, either lunges or like a Bulgarian split squat, no problem. As soon as I put both feet down, there's an issue. And I, I, I went to like a, a physical therapist. I went to a chiropractor and and, 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 and I don't know, they, they really, I wasn't too, com- too confident or comfortable with what they were saying to me. But um, it's, it's been going good now. I, I don't want to like, hopefully the next time that I go, it doesn't go back to shit that it was before, but uh, I feel like I'm on the right path. And um, it, was, it was awesome. It felt great. But like my old self again.
0: It's good to hear. It's always nice to like get that taken care of, know that all the stuff that you've been doing is actually coming together and getting the desired result. Um, that makes me happy to hear because squatting is squatting is fun that's awesome dude
1: hell yeah i mean i know like i've seen that we he sent us pictures remember mike when like videos you know send us some stuff now or just share it on the facebook group that we have so we can kind of see you going through it and putting you i know you've been putting in practice the stuff that we've preached about on the show Um, i think a lot of the people that are right now in the group would definitely benefit you know seeing it in living proof man because all of us, including myself, including Mike, including you, we have stuff that we can work on for me personally. It's my, I'm, I think one of my tightest areas is my upper body when it comes to really getting my, um, my like zone one, I guess, or just my shoulder area, my upper back, just loosening those up. Cause I naturally can be very limited there and it, it could be a combination of a lot of things, but if I don't focus on it daily or especially before I train, it can make a big difference on how I train. So all of us have a point that we have to add a little bit more attention. If you do it in this case, it will pay off for your squats. Um, Cause like I said, you can probably, we've talked about in many cases, you can probably get away with doing other stuff and developing your legs, but we know the fun, just being able to do these things is great. And I think that, the squat itself is such a beautiful movement when done properly. Um, obviously, it's. If you go to a public gym, we might see a lot of like just very like weird squats in general, just not done properly. You see them, you're like, ooh, that looks painful. We know where the kind of that <laughs> can lead. Um, and it's a skill. It's a high-level skilled exercise. It's definitely not something that – and I don't want anybody that can't do it right now to be like, oh, squats are bad. Squats are just not for me. Squats can't build muscle. It's not the case. Everything, you know, we've even just made the example about my rant is context matters in this case. What are you doing right now that you can probably work on to get better? I have a client right now and, and Gabe, you actually know him because thanks to you, I was able to work with this individual and I don't want to say his name on air just to respect his privacy, but this dude, when he came to me, didn't even think he could do a body weight. He's like, ah, I don't, I don't think I can do that. I don't have a balance couple of tweaks, a couple of little adjustments. And he was blown away in the first session, like just because I was doing more of the assessment piece, just a little bit. And you, and I've done this with multiple clients. that think oh, squats are just not for me. Like they have all this, you know, I tell them, show me what your squat, you think a squat should be. And then when we make a couple adjustments, it looks night and day difference in a matter of minutes. And now take this down six months to a year of just hard work of just working at it even though you're not lifting exponential amounts of weight, but you're still going to be seeing some change in progress in the way you feel and in your muscle development overall.
0: Yeah, I
2: really so like constant- it. Go yeah, ahead, Mike.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> all right, I'll go. Um, what I was going to say is that outside of the initial making some tweaks that you can kind of like see right then and there, um, there's still that, uh, that progression that you can kind of go through in, in constant tweaks and then one day it will click like for me an example was what i just said right uh, i i've been working on this for like forever i still you know I, i'm i'm pretty religious when it comes to my uh, my 90s my um my combat stretch uh lizard with rotation those are those are 313 uh movements that i that i do a lot in order to address these kind of issues uh different kind of stretches for like you know my, my hips and stuff but um yeah, it just, uh, I, I kept on working. I could have just said, you know what, it. I'm not going to, I ain't going to squat. Uh, let me just keep on working uh, unilaterally. Let me just keep on going with either like, you know, the, uh, the leg press. Uh, my legs could, would look fine there. But no, I said it's important for me because it makes no sense that I shouldn't uh, be unable to to perform this movement with um, X amount of load on on, on my back. So, um, and, and you'll you'll get it. you know it, 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 will it take work? Yes, for me, it took like a lot of time and a lot of work, a lot of emphasis. I probably no matter what day that I train, I think I always start with a lower body uh, focus movement, um, and it's starting to pay off finally. Not the damn time.
0: Yeah, I think that just makes sense, starting off with the the tough difficult full body effort, deadlift, squat, that sort of thing. Uh, I do the same thing. Um, And I mean, honestly, even if it's something like a Bulgarian or a lunge, I still do it just out of habit, but um, no, I love squats for um, especially my, my older clients. Um, Obviously there's, I think maybe one person over the age of 65 that I've actually put under a bar. Um, But just as, as practicing a movement, it's super useful, especially as you get up there in age, because not everything in your life is going to happen while you're standing up. Uh, You're going to be bending down. You're going to be sitting down. You're going to need to get up eventually. Um, So just forming that confidence and the ability to get back to an upright position, being stable on two feet. It's just so incredibly useful, especially as you get older. But even when you get to a, a younger person, I mean, there's no, there's no reason that you should not be squatting unless there's some very serious medical issue that you have um, with your knees or your hips or your back or something. But, um, and then even to that, I mean, there's just so many variations that you can do that it it really just, it opens up the world of squatting past just loading up a heavy bar and just grunting out a few reps. I mean, there's so much that you can get out of doing these.
1: No, absolutely. There's like just tons of variations. Like you were just saying, like, so people just think squats, they think just a big old guy with a bunch of weight on his back, and that's a squat. I mean, we've talked about on the show of leg development, we've talked about all the variations from single leg movements to all the variations with dumbbell, um, a barbell front uh, squat, you can do a uh, a crook squat or a Zercher squat, they get, you know, they both kind of the same exercise with different names. But there's so many things you can do that are just going to translate, you know, overall to just the way you move and stuff. Because I ask a, a person, how many times do you, you, you got to go to the bathroom, you got to sit down, mm-hmm. like and if you got to be holding onto your counter at the age of 40 to get back up. That's, that's a problem. So we got to like work on these things where you have that strength in that, that motion. And then let's take it even past further past that parallel position. You know what's funny? This is a little bit off note, but it was about squats. It was talking to someone that is a CrossFit trainer. And they just, when they knew that I was a personal trainer, they're like, oh man, you must hate us or hate me or whatever. And I'm like, why would I hate you as a person, even though I don't agree with your training modality? (laughs) So it it was, um, but it's like, oh, because like, um, then I asked like, oh, because I don't really get along with personal trainers. And I'm like, why? Like why personal trainers? What is that and I'm thinking it's because we pick on them. No, it's because her experience with meeting personal trainers is that we don't—they don't like the way we train clients because we train clients not to squat past parallel. And I'm like, well, that's not me by any means. I probably squat better than most of your people in CrossFit. So that was just me being a little egotistical there. But um, but no, it's like it's that's the perception that some trainers still are doing with their clients. They're playing it too safe, and there's something to be said that. If you can't squat past parallel because you think it's bad, that's not the case. Your body has, should have a, can and possibly should have the capability of doing that to a lower degree. Okay.
2: Isn't it funny that they're thinking, okay, I'm doing that to play it safe, to be safer, but they're actually setting their, their clients or their members up for um, injury later on. Yeah. And like that, that, that it, it, it's, it can actually go, it's count. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I knew this was a thing in the past.
1: I'm, I think probably some older trainers are still probably practicing this.
2: Yeah. We're starting to get over this. And I thought what she was going to say is, is that, you know, like I said, most, um, CrossFit trainers are, you know, looked down upon by the personal trainer world because of not how they squat, but just how they, they, they just run the climb through a program or their, their what, right. Um, that's what I thought you're going to say. And then no, like, I mean, like I've tried it before, totally didn't like it. I, that box that I went to was just not, not my deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was just so stupid. So we were doing, um, it was doing like deadlifts. And they were like, you, you can't do a sumo. You have to do like a conventional. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then I was doing it, you know, the full range of motion and everything. And then you see, and I look into my left and to my right and everybody is dropping it at the top. And I'm like, well, why are you doing that? And then it was like doing pull-ups and everybody was just like flopping around and I'm doing like a regular pull-up. And then they're talking to me. Like, no, Gabriel, you got to do it like this. I'm like, the fuck? Look at this guy over here. He's doing, look, talk to them before you talk to me. So that being said, even though my experience wasn't the greatest in that one particular one, I know that there are some that are awesome. Mm-hmm. I can, right? Because it'd be foolish to say that they're all yeah. terrible. You know, it, that makes no sense in most but, cases um, they're not good but that's in most, exactly, we, in most cases exactly there's got to be one good one out there that's what i'm saying right
1: this is the thing i feel like the as a person i will never you know discriminate what you i like to do for exercise that's like, like we've talked about it's your fucking body if you want to feel like shit every time you work out by all means i personally don't <laughs> i like to look good at the beach <laughs> I don't want to be fucking walking around with fucking bandage all over me looking like a mummy, but nah, I'm just, I'm literally guys. I don't know what the fuck I woke up today with, but I'm just like, (laughs)
0: it's just a fire in your belly.
1: I don't know. It's the Susan's comment coming. I
0: do. (laughs) I understood that reference. Um, I do appreciate the concern for the knee in a squat. Um, If a, if a casual observer was looking at somebody doing a squat, especially if they're doing it with poor form. Yeah. It looks like you're going to jack your knee up because you are, but especially those, you know, the argument that you should only go so far down is to protect your knees. You're, you're, you're putting more strain on your knee. If anything, you, if you don't go, down far enough you're not letting your hamstrings kind of counteract the the pull of the quadricep and it's like a perfectly executed squat is like zero effect on your acl your mcl all the the juicy little tidbits in your knee that you want to protect those are unaffected by a, a good form deep squat um it's when you don't go so far down and you have 400 pounds on the on the bar because you're only doing half a squat that's where shit starts to tear because you're putting so much internal pressure, keeping all the bones and ligaments in line. And it's just
1: go ahead. I wanted to ask you, Mike, and I want you to keep going, but I know you've been reading practical programming,
0: right? It's a uh, starting strength. Practical starting programming strength. will
1: be probably on the horizon. Gotcha. Okay. St- starting strength. And it's a uh, good book for personal trainers. If you're trying to learn about just, you know, you know, strength, you know, strength building, you know, mechanics. I'm assuming that's what the book's right about. Like, it, yeah, covers it. yeah,
0: so. yeah, dude. It's, um, I literally just finished the squat check. I don't know what just happened. I just finished the squat section. It was, uh, 71 pages, uh, all about squats. He breaks it down in every possible way. So that's kind of where a lot of this is coming from, but, um, no, but I mean, it's, it's very, um, squatting is one of those things where it's like, there, there are certain, there are certain guidelines. There are certain uh, checkpoints that you need to meet in order to consider it to be good form, but everybody's body is shaped differently. We all have different length femurs. We all have different length tor- torsos. Uh, so form from one person to the next may not be exactly the same, but as long as you clear, you know, bar path, staying over the mid foot, your knees going out over your toes, certain things like that, it, it, it becomes a, a very safe activity, and then it doesn't have to be a world-record-breaking squat. It can be heavy relative to your own strength, and you'll still get massive amounts of benefit to it. And even to that degree, if, you're, you, know, if you are really that concerned, um, there are things that you can do to prepare yourself, like working on your core strength. You can even take the extra step and go with like a weight belt and learn how to use it, right? to make it a more approachable thing for you confidently.
1: Um, Don't use the Smith machine, please don't, don't use the Smith machine. A lot of people do that though. I see it when people are trying to squat or they say they're going to squat. They think Smith machine, why not though? It doesn't count. It's not nearly as engaging
0: and the things that you, okay. So yes, we want the bar path to be vertical right over the midfoot, but we want you to do that. We want your body to figure out how to make that happen. If you go on a midfoot and you pull out every tool that you have to figure out exactly where the midfoot needs to be in relation to the bar to make sure the bar path is right over there. Even still, it's on a track. Your body is going to respond differently to that force being applied to the body instead of your, your body applying that force to the bar.
1: I'll say this and I'll add just to that. Like, people that think they want to squatting is hard. We've talked, it's a skill. Oh yeah. You doing a squat and starting to learn a squat on a, on a a Smith machine, thinking that once you get good at that, you're going to be able to translate that over. There is no translation. You're still going to have to learn that recruitment pattern, that, that form of movement for your body in general, how to get into position, it's going to be so different versus if you're someone that's super advanced, you're training at a very high volume and you're just trying to throw in the Smith machine, which I still wouldn't see the point of this, but maybe if you're super in tune and you want to play around then go and try the smith machine but typically people that figure out how to squat and do other bunch of stuff with their legs they don't do that but i've seen cases i have i know people that do this they will go on the smith machine and kind of do just more for the quads they're kind of sitting back and almost doing like a hack hack squat fine um so it is what it is
0: yeah i think there's uh correct me if i'm wrong maybe it's called a chinese squat does that sound right Mm, i don't know i'll try and find that i think there is something that you can use the smith machine it's 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 very COVID. quad heavy squat <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i was like what that's real you, you could have got me you could have just ran with it um but yeah i mean adding volume mm. uh, there's better there's better places to go in the gym i think than a smith machine um hack squat leg press leg extensions do lunges
2: and definitely don't put on a, a pad on the Smith machine. <laughs> you know what I saw? I saw one time somebody, somebody squatting on the Smith machine with the pad on and they put clips on the Smith machine.
0: Mm. Essential. No, you yeah. can, how, can you, how can you squat on a Smith machine without the clips? That's yeah, just putting safety first. Yeah,
2: safety always first. Um, um, yeah, it, it just makes no sense to do that. I think like you mentioned, Mike, about uh, you want a vertical path, but how many people are getting, getting setting, setting themselves for a squat on the Smith machine and are really focused on having their feet being right underneath the bar? Little to no. I mean, like, it's, it's probably not going to be one of the things on the forefront of their mind. So, yeah, just, just don't do that. And if, you're, and if you say to yourself, well, I want to squat today, but, so, you know, all the squat racks are taken, so it's either that or nothing. No, there's still other things. You can just do some lunges with some dumbbells on your side. You can do some Bulgarian split squats with, you know, dumbbell on your side. You can get the, you know, the easy curl bar and do some Zercher squats. You can do a, a ton of other kind of things outside of that. If you really want to get some leg development there that you would, um, it would be much greater than what you're, whatever thats that you're thinking that you would do on a Smith machine.
0: Yeah. My go-to if the squat rack is taken, which at my gym, it's always taken always. Uh, I go and do some heavy ass goblet squats. So there you go. I mean, you know, grab a hundred, hold that baby in front of you and just, just crank them out. It's a lot harder than doing uh, more weight on a bar. Uh, it's, it's a challenge and it's a, it's an acceptable substitute in, in my mind. Um, maybe not as much gluten hamstrings because it is on the front of my body, but it, it works in the time that I have available to working out on those days where I'm limited
1: it translates to a back squat. So, I mean, I guess if you're someone that wants to, kind of alluding back to helping you get to that point, because there is a lot of benefits in doing so, um, aesthetically, functionality-wise, and just just the, the skill of what's happening neuro, neuro, neuro neurologically. Uh, save me, save me. <laughs> um, so. The the things that you want to keep in mind, this progression, is that you know, we actually, I actually talked to Mike about this just when we talk about just training tips and just between ourselves and stuff that we've learned because we like to just discuss it. Is you know probably you, you'll once I start saying you'll you'll ring a bell, Mike. It's you know to start out, you know typically I used to kind of try to do a uh, I used to automatically revert to like a sit to stand or something that alluded close to a back squat. But what I've done now to kind of correct maybe the posture stuff, because a lot of times when you see someone squat, they'll get low, but they'll kind of fold forward. They'll kind yep. of fold in half at the bottom. So to avoid that from happening, if this is you, which is super common, this used to be me 100%. If I don't take care of it, that, I start to fold. Start with a, keeping your hands out in front of you when you're squatting. And then just stay nice and upright and try to focus on allowing the knees to come forward up, you know, as much as your ankles will allow and come down to the squat position. And then you want to take it up a notch from that is simply hold a little plate It can be five pounds, it can be 10 pounds, trust me, that is more than enough. And this is going to be just like you said, keeping your hands out nice and nice and uh, straight in front of you uh, hands about shoulder level. And as you're coming down, you don't want to allow yourself to fold forward. You want to stay as upright as possible. You're going to feel so much of your leg muscles light up. And it's crazy when I have done this with a client to kind of teach them the progression is they feel their legs, not their back, not their, you know, other muscles taking over. Their legs are firing like crazy because they have to use them to stabilize. They're keeping their chest nice and tall um, and they're able to get in a nice deep squat. And then after that, you can progress to a goblet squat that Mike was just talking about. And that's another one to challenge the front part, because this is the thing that I've seen very common with squatters when it comes to back, back squats, a lack of shoulder mobility, which then they're tight in the upper body, maybe tight in, them, in their core, and they're very weak in the core. They haven't stabilized weight at all. So they, their, their natural tendency is to fold forward once they have a weight that's already pushing them on the back. Then I would take it a step further and work on a front squat. And this is all newer stuff that I've been doing with teaching someone to squat versus I would just work on their upper body mobility, their hip mobility and ankle mobility, and then practice, practice, practice the front squat and do different obviously stuff that I was working on with them. But taking this approach from our, someone that we admire, Jordan Shallow, Mike, do you remember this video? Um he was breaking down like the different levels. Actually, no, he was talking about it on a podcast, but I know he made a video progression of this. Hands out in front of you, plate in front of you, then a front squat, and then eventually we got to a back squat. And that's he was teaching kind of how the he would coach someone through it.
0: It sounds familiar, but for some reason I'm thinking of Eric Horschig. Mm. Um maybe they've both I mean they're both so smart that they're, they're probably hit the same point. I I think maybe
1: you gave that we talked about this, maybe you and I. I Yeah,
0: most likely, or it
2: could be that, you know, we're reading each other's mind again. But um, it could be. Yeah, I I know. I know the video. My head. Yeah, every now and then. Um, It's uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed that video of how to progress someone to a back squat. um, Steps that you can take to it. Um, When you were when you were talking about, you know, you're you're putting your hands forward. Um, what I even I like to do is take a step forward, uh, take take another step to that, is get like a broomstick or a dowel or something and put it on the arms, and have it stay straight up and not have the 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 broom move. And the whole purpose of that is just just to kind of uh, just to the feedback that you would get from if you were to lower your arms just a little bit and not having them straight up, and and then, you know like you said folding over. So kind of like prevents you from folding over by being mindful of where the broom is. And not having it roll, uh, you know, all over on your arms, and not having drop and to not drop it. So I like to 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 do that. Depending on the issues um, that I may see from the client on what it is that we need to focus on.
0: Mm. I like that. Um, yeah, and then once it is time to uh, get going, you're finally ready to put a bar on your back. Um, there, there's a couple different things that you can consider. You can go with a high bar approach. Um, You can go with a low bar approach, which there's arguments to be made for both. Um, I prefer low bar now that I've started doing that. It's much more comfortable for me, requires a little bit more uh, shoulder mobility. Um, But one of the things that I actually picked up from that book that I'm reading and something that I've recently started implementing and it's actually blowing my mind how well it works is there's, it okay, so like in the training space, we all have cues that we tell people, right? Just very short phrases that are just trying to get your brain to do what we want. And um, one of the things that I have noticed with so many of my clients, because it, it is very common, is the bar drifts as it goes down. It goes back, it goes forward. Um, I mean, in regard to the, the midfoot. So when you do a squat, you want it to stay right over your shoelaces, essentially, keeping the center of gravity. Um, over your center of gravity. So there's all these cues that I've been trying to throw at people and they just, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And this little trick that I picked up from the book is, is so incredibly simple. So unrack the bar, stand there for a second, high bar, low bar, doesn't matter. Shift all of your weight onto your toes and just kind of sit there for a second. and f- Feel what that feels like. And then shift all of your weight to your heels. Even if it means your toes come up a little bit, please don't fall over. F- feel how that feels for a second. Now, find the balance point between those two. And you'll see the person that kind of like rock forward, they'll kind of get their feet set and they'll be like, okay, I found my midfoot. And then from there, all you do is just focus on keeping that balance point. Think about keeping the bar right over that position and let your brain work out the details. As long as you're focused on being able to do that. And as long as you have the mobility to do it, um, it's actually amazing how well that works as such a simple concept but just keep the bar over your midfoot. You give that a shot if you guys um, want to. I mean, that's actually like, I've tried it with a few try that people. Myself. It's actually like really effective. I was surprised how simple
1: it was. That's really cool. I mean, I, I you got to definitely let me check that book out because I haven't actually uh, been able to dive into it ever. So I just heard really good things about it. I mm-hmm. so definitely want to check that out. That I mean, it's just crazy when you start diving in, like this also kind of, makes it easier for us to kind of talk about it because we get to practice it so much versus if you just only done it to yourself that's why I like in some cases maybe you know we don't have a i don't have a bachelor's in exercise science i have an associate's you know i don't have like a super in-depth courses and certifications my my knowledge just from now comes from just doing it just seeing so many people in front of me i've seen hundreds of people now in the last six years um, and I've seen a lot of common things. Everyone's different, but there's a lot of common principles that I can see and I can kind of uh, get someone to do things better now faster than when the first couple first year or so I it was hard for me to get someone to do something because I didn't have the experience of like, well, I've only trained myself and maybe a handful. But now after seeing like so many people do it, like these are the things that I found that work very well for people to improve their squat is what I explained. Mike's tip is, has a tremendous value and Gabe has been doing a lot of unilateral stuff, which also has a lot of value to help perfect your squat or improve it. If you're someone that's battling with maybe getting low enough, maybe your ankles moving too much, shifting, you have tight ankles. Um, so these are just little practices to keep in mind when you're trying to perfect this this skill.
2: Yeah, it's, it's great for like, I, I really liked the unilateral work for stability, for strength, for just being able to work one side at a time and to identify what issues that you may have on what limb, right? And that, that can be with your arms or your legs, right? Like, so if you notice that, hey, you know, I'm always shifting to my right. When I'm squatting or when I'm doing anything, okay, well, let's, let's go to a lunge and let's just go super slow and let's see if we can kind of correct this movement while we're doing it. If your knees collapse in every time that you're squatting, again, let's do um, either you can do bands around your knee just to kind of help to give you that feedback. Or you can, like I said, just go switch over to a lunge. Let's see, okay, which one is it really that's working? Okay, your left your left knee is fine. It's really your right knee that's kind of like, you know, collapsing. Let's work on that a little bit more. Um if your um ankles are just all over the place and not stable there, let's work, you know, ladder, let's do like some step-ups. You know, like I, that's um you mentioned like a, a client that you did where that's you know over the age of 60, that you put a bar in the back. That's uh, so one of my clients, probably like, you know, star client that I have, she's I think like around 66 years old. And we started, you know, we only uh, about like uh, just before COVID, um, we started training with uh, squats with a bar on her back because she just was able to, um, she had enough stability. She had enough strength. We were working on really just ankle stability with her. And one of the things that I was doing was um, um, step-ups um, outside of lunges, outside of Bulgarian split squats with a really, really slow descent. And focusing on gripping the floor with her feet, and trying to be as stable as possible. So she had issue with um, on one foot. Uh, I, I want to say it's the left foot that she had an issue with, and eventually we were able to correct that or minimize that um, a great deal. And we went over to squatting with a bar in her back, and then she was just doing just doing awesome. So it's a. It it there is no. Don't think to yourself, oh, I'm too old to do that. Or no, that's not the case. Um, you can uh, you can do that at any age if you have certain prerequisites that are checked off prior to doing it. Don't just be like, oh, let me just go throw barnum back, throw 200 pounds on it, you know, 400 pounds on it, and then I'll, I'll be all good to go. No, it's not that easy. You know, it kind of like really bothers me a lot as much because I've emphasized how much work I'm putting into it. Whenever I see just people just squatting like, you know, like an asshole and just either quarter squatting or just, you know, just all over the place. And I'm just like, dude i mean like if i was just to do like a fraction of that of of me being off i'd just be so jacked up mm-hmm. but, um, it's like
1: if you're if you're not in a, if you're not a basketball player at a high level you should not be quarter squatting um exactly yes there's sports specific things i'm just gonna yes, throw that in yes, there yes, yeah, yeah of course some smart individuals on this listening and just to shine some light there's some value in certain things that you may see but Everything revolves to the base of the story is that context matters. I wanted to say, how cool is it for your older clients when they do a back squat or these movements? What's like the reaction of being able to be like, I'm 60 something years old right now and I am doing something I never thought was possible.
2: Yeah, she was um, just amazed. Of, and even with, with the, even with deadlifting, right? So we were deadlifting and then she was just like, and then I was just like, okay, let's, let's add a little bit more let's add a little bit more. And then I said to her, I was just like, you just deadlifted over a hundred pounds. And then she was just like, <laughs> really? What? I was like, Oh my goodness. And then she was just so excited and so just, you know, so pumped for it. And then she was just like, I'm going to go tell my, uh, my, my, my son about the, how much I would i have been deadlifting or whatever. And, and she just says how everyone always, you know, compliments her on, on just uh, how she's moving, how she's looking. And then she's like, well, it's bec- it, it all goes back to the way that she has been training um she also has some arthritis in her hands so she isn't able to really grip as much and even the the work that we've been doing with deadlifts and any kind of barbell or any kind of dumbbell or kettlebell work has just um um translated to um any in, like increased uh greater range of motion for her with within her hand able to grip better so it's just been awesome for that Um, For squatting itself, uh, in particular, she just wasn't, um, she just wasn't too sure how she would be able to do it. Um, Scared of the depth that she would go. And, you know, I just told her, no, look, you know, we'll put up the safeties right over here. I'm right behind you. This is only going to be, you know, 45 pounds after, you know, going through some checkpoints, after doing some bodyweight squats. And I said, look, we'll start right here. We'll do one and see how that goes, and I was really emphasizing on making sure you're bracing, making sure you're gripping onto the floor, staying tight, and she did one, and then she was just like, oh, that's easy, she was like, can we add some more, some weight today, and I was just like, sure, I love to hear that, right, so, and then, um, obviously, monitoring um, everything that she's doing, and being very um, eyeful, more so than, than you know, just regular, uh, a regular client that would be a little bit younger, but um, yeah, she's, she was just blown away.
1: I love it. I love seeing that. I think that it's super important to, you know, if you're someone doesn't matter your age, know that this is possible for you, Mike.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I know that there was a a time where uh, barbell training was specifically marketed towards men and uh, women were told to do classes and Zumba dancing, all that kind of stuff. So that's gotta be extra cool for her because she's definitely been around for those times where, Lifting heavy weights was for men and men only, and now she's, you know, she's transcended that. uh, That's that. uh, I don't know if stereotype would be the right word for it or not, but um, that that's awesome. And I I definitely I appreciate the the work and the um, the just like the level of like paying attention that it takes to get someone of that age confident enough to even do a barbell squat, a deadlift. Um, a significant weight on a deadlift. Um, that's just so. That's so awesome. I bet she's super excited. Um, and, and rightfully
1: so. Good shit. I and mean, that's that's for Coach Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. I think we covered a lot of like just basic stuff. We've covered a lot of this in our leg development as well. We've covered different variations that can help overall because we mentioned a lot in that episode as well the importance of the barbell squat, but stuff that you can do to complement and to assist getting more strength and stability in your legs. Would you say?
2: No, nothing. Th- oh, yeah. Before, I, I think we're, we're wrapping it up. Um, just wanted to say that I went to, um, was it this weekend or last weekend? I went to a zoo, but it only had one dog in there. It was a shit zoo.
1: <laughs> I, the <laughs> thing is that this one, last time you called me on guard with the joke and I was like, oh, for real? And I knew, then knew it was coming. Saying, yeah, I knew I, it was I coming. I knew it. That was and this is the part of the Gabriel show. That joke show.
0: <laughs> oh guys, I forgot to tell you this in the beginning. Um I got uh I sat down with a consultation yesterday. I'm getting a tattoo next Monday. Oh shit. It's gonna be sweet. Really? And then we started that talking about another tattoo. Um that's gonna be a little bit more of a longer endeavor called my left arm. Um so that'll be exciting. Noise. Yay it's a pokemon tattoo by the way
1: with my initials engraved in there no you should put like my face on your body because you know how in the movie white chicks he had the he said like the guy's like picture in the background it was like that's my trainer
0: (laughs) 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 there will be there will be no faces tattooed on my body ever (laughs) that's good
1: on his lower back when you get all wrinkly they get wrinkly too
0: yeah, I just um, don't I don't like it.
1: But anyways, for our listeners, we thank you for ch- tuning in this episode. If you guys like this and you guys want to hang out with us more often, join our private Facebook group on Uh, The next level show private forum. It's free. Send us a request. Jump in there. Say hello. We'd love to get to know you more. And if you like this episode and like our podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat and leave us a five star rating and review. Those have been helping you guys more than you know. Um, Follow us on Instagram at the next level show. My personal page is at John Alva seven where I rant about random shit and people that kind of annoy me. Um, but I also give some helpful information, Gabriel, you can always find some entertaining memes to get you through the day at prime and glory. And Mr. Mike Nillis, just sharing the wisdom with funny memes and content creation, all original from the MN himself at Mike Nillis PT.